Hey, shalom everyone. This is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shumer, and welcome to the Counting of the Omer, 50 Days to Spiritual Refinement. And so, today is day eight, which makes one week and one day of the Omer. Now, eight in Hebraic numerology stands for a new beginning, and the reason that this is is because there's seven days that make a week, seven days in creation, the last day, uh, the, the Sabbath, uh, God rested, and when the eighth day come, it was a new week. So eight represents new beginnings. So that being said, we have a new theme for the week, which is Gevura, which means severity and strength. And the theme of the day is Chesed, loving kindness. So the overall theme is the loving kindness of his severity and strength. And the traditional psalm that we're going to be reading later on is Psalm 119, verses uh, 57 through 64. But I'd like to read to you from Genesis 3, verses 22 through 24, and it says, The Lord God said, Behold, man is become like one of us. In other words, God was uh, saying to the Godhead and to uh, you know all of the heavenly hosts, the sons of God, the divine counsel, if you will, uh, and the Lord God said, Behold, man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubim, which is a very special class of angelic beings and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Wow. Getting booted out of the Garden of Eden for disobeying one simple measly commandment? Ouch. That's kind of harsh. No, actually it's not. Uh, because God is God, uh, and you know he has the absolute right and authority, being our creator, to set the ground rules. And man, one rule. How hard is that to keep? Just one rule, and they messed up. So a lot of people think that God is, is, is harsh or cruel for kicking uh, Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. But in this very passage, we see the loving kindness of God's severity and strength. And this is why. He just didn't kick them out and say, Oh, well, you stupid little brats don't know anything, and you rebelled against me and listened to that stupid loser liar Satan. Out with you. I'm kicking you out. You, you guys have to fend for yourself, and it's going to be harsh and troublesome for you because you screwed up. But, but listen to this. It says, Lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Because Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they fell from their, their uh, place of grace. They, they fell from their place of perfection, of their place of divine innocence. And now they knew good and evil. And because they disobeyed God, prior to that, they were in fellowship with God because they were in obedience. But now that they sin, there is a gulf, a wedge, uh, that has been placed between God and man and the relationship thereof. And uh, so, so man has been separated from God. And God was very concerned. He says, okay, they messed up. They broke my, my commandment. They broke my rule. And, uh, you know, they ate from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And they lost their innocence. And, and, and they, they broke our fellowship and the covenant between us. And, and, and our relationship has is, is been severed. Um, now, there's only one thing that could be worse. That's if now they reach out to the tree of life and eat from the tree of life. What's so bad about that? Think about it. 
They're in a state of fallen sin. They're in a state of separation from God because of their disobedience and because of losing their innocence. If they eat from the tree of life and live forever, they would live eternally forever in a state separated from God, not being able to have a personal relationship with God and not even being able to have that uh, prophecy, that proto-evangelium of Genesis 3.15, where the Messiah was going to come and redeem the people. If they were going to live forever in that eternal uh, state of lost innocence and disobedience and rebellion and a severed relationship from God, that would be living in hell, separating from God. And you think about hell, you know, most people think of fire and brimstone and the lake of fire and, and yeah, all that's true, but living separated from God, that is the most excruciating pain of hell, not necessarily the flames and the torment and all this kind of stuff, but living apart and not ever having to have a personal relationship with God, with your creator. So God in the loving kindness of his severity and strength, he kicked them out so that they wouldn't be able to eat from the tree of life and therefore live forever in a sinful and fallen state. So now let's move on to the traditional psalm, Psalm 119, verses 57 through 64, and it says, Adonai is my portion. I promised to guard your words. I have entreated your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your word. I've considered my ways and I've turned my feet back to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to obey your mitzvot, your commandments. The ropes of wickedness are coiled around me, but I did not forget your Torah. I did not forget your law, your instructions. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rulings. I am a companion of all who fear you and those who observe your precepts. The earth is full of your loving kindness. Adonai, teach me your decrees. So let's go ahead and end this uh, devotional with a word of prayer. Abba Adonai God, if it were not for your loving kindness coupled with your severity, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Hallelujah, praise, glory, and honor be unto you. In the holy name of Yeshua we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. Shalom and Shavuot Tov.